I thought I had no rhythm. You suck. God, how do you how do you mess that up? That was my one uh, chance to shine. I fucked up. All right, good enough. <laughs> we find ourselves in Bayville, New York, which is uh, out there on Long Island, and um, we are in Jackie the Joke Man's town. What do you think so far, Mikey? I like the quaint little shops. I like that there's there's no malls here. I like it. Yeah. I know what I liked? The fact that I just blew up the bathroom at the cafe. You were in there for a while. You ordered your coffee and you were in there for like four minutes. Well, I was debating, do I blow up Jackie the Joke Man's bathroom or do I blow up the cafe's bathroom? I thought you just had to pee because every few minutes you're like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to find the bathroom. Now yeah. I know the reason. My seat is vibrating nicely. The town is so small that every time a car passes us because we're in a parking spot right now, my seat's vibrating. It's a cute. I like this town, though. It's cute. It's nice, right? Mm-hmm. I took you to Center Island where all the rich people live. Disobeying every private property do not enter sign. You love just going past those signs, don't you? Well, you're, uh, you're, uh, you know, you're, you play a cop in, in your other life. So I figure, <laughs> you know what? We're good today. I can do whatever I want. You can finally use me for something, right? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I, we're, uh, what, about a block away from Jackie the Joker Man's house? Yep, next block, make a right. This should be fun, man. Jackie's been inviting me out to his crib for the longest time, and uh, I've always had something to do. Well, no, he hasn't been inviting you. He's been harassing you to come out here. He sent he sends you pictures of the sound. He sends you pictures of steak, everything out there. He's dying to have you up. Straight ahead to the left. Straight ahead to the left. I'm looking at the Long Island Sound as we pull up to Jackie the Joke Man's house for the first time. Nice private block he lives on. Oh, there it is. Joke Land. Right there. Look at that. Where do we park? <laughs> I gotta find his driveway. Alright, I gotta U-turn it. Let's make a little uh, little Louie. Nice house, Jackie the joke man. I'm impressed. That's damn stern money, uh. <laughs> Honestly, what what he did for Howard Stern, he should be living in a mansion. This is a gorgeous house though, no joke. If he would have stayed on a couple more years later, he would have been in Center Centerport, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this is his driveway here, right? Okay, we're pulling into Jack of the Joke Man's. Oh, does he drive a little Volvo, does he? Should we give the license plate number out? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joey, it's time once again for the OP Radio Podcast. Live from Bayville, Long Island, at Jack of the Joke Man's house. I started. Hey! I actually started, Jackie. I'm just letting myself in. <laughs> How are you, buddy? My brogs. How are you? Hi, kids. What's going on? Welcome, welcome back. How was the cruise? Oh, my God. It's just unreal. Where where did you cruise to? Uh, we went to Rome and then flew to... Uh, we flew to Rome and then took the Royal Caribbean Jewel of the Seas to... Nice. Four Greek islands. It was just Which so islands? Famous. Mykonos, Crete, Santorini, Santorini. Oh my God! Mykonos a... and Santorini are the most beautiful places on earth. Unbelievable. And then we came back, and you know, we we had toured the Vatican and the and the, and the Colosseum, and then we came back, and uh, you know, we went to the to the fountain, and went to the Pantheon, and went to, and then we went to Florence the last day. Nice, it was like crazy. How was the How was the Vatican? Well, the roof didn't fall. <laughs> We're off. It should have. Michael, what are you doing? You lost 30 pounds? I did. Yeah, we're on. Wow. Are you healthy? I'm very healthy. Healthiest okay. I've ever been. We're on diets. I lost. You look great. You too. We're all skinny. We're on diets. We all look like we're dying. <laughs> I lost like 27 pounds. See, you look good, man. But I, I, uh, I helped myself to about five pounds on the cruise. Yeah. You, know? you can't. Yeah. I said, you know what? I took my diet and I dropped it in the Aegean Sea, you know? Yeah. What the hell with it. What diet are you doing? Huh? What diet are you doing? Uh, put less food in your mouth. <laughs> no, no bread, no pizza, none of that stuff, mm -hmm. and walking like a madman. Truth is, I ate so much on the damn trip. Right. You walk 
and walk every day with five miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So five you're miles. you're burning a bunch of the calories. Right. But if you go on a cruise, you gotta you can't fool around with that crap. You gotta just enjoy yourself and get no, back on the know, diet. Chocolate and cake and ice course. cream and blah blah blah. No no booze, right? No booze. No booze. Never, no Is that booze. tough? Never. No, I know it's been a while now. You eighteen years now. It never even goes. How about this though? <laughs> I didn't bring any pot with me. I usually, you know, I usually take pot when I go to can. I bring like seventy joints with me. Yeah, but I just didn't bring any because I don't, you know, I stop for even... like four months. Then I then I just have a little. I, look, I just got mail today. Yeah, this guy in Boston sends me stuff. He said he sent me tie stick. Right in there. When's when's the last time you ever heard of a tie stick? I don't know. I mean, I don't. You know what? The guy might have been making a joke. I'm not going to say who it was. If you're recording, yeah, we're recording. So I'm not going to say who it is. This we're, we're in Jackie the Joke Man's beautiful house, beautiful. Oh, you've been here before? No, man. You've oh, invited right. me a million times, so you got to show me around. Well, welcome. I just got home. I went to get some steaks. Right. I just blew up the bathroom at the cafe. Oh my God! I, at which the local? Yeah, the local cafe. I took a very nice dump in there because I, I wasn't sure if you'd appreciate it if I dumped in your fine establishment. I'm kind of insulted you did not use mine. <laughs> I like that. I like I like the wide open design of your house. By the way, this is exactly how I would do it, Jackie. I, I'm glad you like. Hey, hey, the, you guys are here for the unveiling. All right, it's probably we're opening up a package Listen, from Boston. I just opened it. Oh my God! You can you can That's crazy that he just mails it like that. Tie stick, four gram OG Kush flour, seventy dollars each. Wow! Wow, the smell of this. This is an old friend, Mikey. Put some put some earmuffs on your eyes. I'm walking out right now. You're walking out. What? Can I smell that? Oh my God! Smell it. Why doesn't it? That doesn't smell like pot, but the whole packaging smells like pot. Now I'm confused. You know what? I I know. Everybody thinks I know. I know nothing. You don't know shit. No. I we, grow some pot and I smoke it. That's all. I don't. <laughs> I don't know from cocaine, heroin, anything. Do you remember the hash under the glass, Jackie? Where? You never did hash. Oh yeah, no, no. I thought not like, me and you. It. No, no. We oh, did. where you put it on a pin? Yeah. And set fire to it. Oh, yeah, that's. You know what? I've done. You know. That's like old school. I did that in college. That was a college thing. I was just telling my girlfriend about this whole story about. Then I went to jail. Uh, in like 1969, and it's the greatest story. It, it's probably too long for the podcast, but are it's you like, kidding me? We're not on the radio. We do what we want. I don't care if it's a 20-minute story. You want well, to listen, down? these guys are supposed to come with the video. Okay. And I would really love for the story to get on video. Okay. Can we do that? Is that Would that slow you up? No, let's do it twice. No. All right. All right. Because <laughs> when they come, then you don't know what will happen. What do you got? Fresh coffee? Yeah, you want some coffee? Yeah, I would like some coffee. Is this weird that I started the podcast before we even... Uh... No, there, there's no such thing as weird. I'm so... Tickled that you guys can't. Of course. That's 30 seconds after I met my girlfriend. Really? 30 seconds. It's on a coffee mug. You're in love. <laughs> I walked up. I was I was at the brokerage, and yeah. she brought the opening act. Yeah. The opening act she brought is a girl that's the niece of Garrison Keeler. Do you know that name? I do the, the, know the, the name. The but... guy from the Midwest. Oh, yes. Of course I know. Uh, and yes. uh, she was in his show for years and years and years, and she signed with Barbara's company out out west. So she was opening for me at the brokerage. Yeah. I walked in. Barbara's standing alone at the bar. Everybody else in the showroom. And I said, who are you? She said, I'm Barbara. And you know me. I thought, are you married? I was, I was single, recently single. Yeah. Booted my last girlfriend out. I said, are you single? No, I said, you married? She said, no. I said, you got a boyfriend? She said, no. I said, well, we got to take a picture. And we took that picture. And then I spent a couple of months trying to get her to go out with me and because my representation preceded me, <laughs> booking agent, and like everybody else, you go out a few times. She goes, "Where is this monster that everybody described?" I said, "I'm not a monster." Of course, that's Jesus. Relax on that. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah. I would like some coffee with your. Here it is, right there. Yeah, but this. this is I'm drinking milk. out of a, a cup with <laughs> you and your girlfriend yes, smiling like idiots. Yes. You, you can tell you fell in love instantly. Look at this picture. Look at the beautiful teeth on both of you. Where did he go? He just walks out of his house. All right. Isn't that fun? I'll pour my own coffee. It's okay. Isn't that fun? I might have never saw her again, but I took the picture. What do you want? What would you like? Set it in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll set up a real podcast uh, 
But I got the handheld right now with uh, Jackie. Jackie, I... I what? You know what? Let me take a picture of you guys coming in. What do you mean? Yeah, co- come on over. What do you mean coming in? We're in. This is fun. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Here's my boys. Wait. Right, oh, wait. We got to turn around this way? Right. All right. Let's... Smile. Though your heart is breaking. There you go. I hope, I, I hope it's a good picture. If it's not, don't uh, post it. How could you take a bit? Look, look at you got the shrimp in the sink. Yeah, Nothing I, but I, the best for us. Hey, look, hey. All right, now we're going to your refrigerator. I going to show up with this. Why do you keep your raisin bran in the refrigerator? I've That's never seen that before. Okay, all right. Three boneless sirloins. Beautiful. Two and three quarter inch thick. Beautiful. I do, I do the blueberries too, Jack. Raisin bran, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. I, every morning. We but the raisin bran in the refrigerator is a little weird. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, she feeds it to me, and it's great. So I All say right. nothing. Can you show me around your uh, your house, Jackie? I think the people would like a little uh, tour for the podcast. Okay. When I got this house, this was a little tiny kitchen. Right. This was a nowhere room. Right. And that was a built-in porch a million years ago. Okay. It was a regular porch, then they built it in. What I did was... You opened up the whole thing. Yeah. So I told the guy... Just open everything up. Open this up, but there's Bilko doors below this. And as a musician, I always wanted Bilko doors in my house to take the stuff into the garage. So I kept the Bilko doors. And I said, I just want this to be a wall with... I had no idea it was going to be such an incredible view. Right. And we pulled down the wall... No, and this was a little tiny new man. And meanwhile, you stand here. Yeah. You, see the you got entire, views everywhere. The whole house is wide open because I got to explain for the podcast. And you can see the Long Island sound from, from every step in this, this house. This is a, like a 25 or 30 foot steel beam. How I still don't know how the guy got it. Yeah, yeah. Right on, then, man. Uh, well, I'll show you upstairs. Okay. I, I built my room. When I say I built it, right. you know, I had it built. And... They said, but your deck, you got to go through your room to get to the deck. I said, but I'm not done because when I fix the kitchen up, mm-hmm. there's going to be a deck outside the kitchen. Gotcha. So now there's a deck outside there, and I call that the stairway to the stars. It's a spiral staircase going upstairs. Wait, that's the only way you could go upstairs? No, no. I'll oh, okay. Because that would be weird is, that you have to go outside to go upstairs. No, this is the Sunset Scrabble room. Gorgeous. And this was a... a uh, We're looking at a room that is all windows, looking at the Long Island Sound with a giant table, wide open, lots of, uh, that lots of plants. Uh, I'm a big fan of spider uh, plants, too. Uh, we, I love all this crap. Okay. You know, I'm a madman. I got 45 jade plants. I see you got a lot of plants in this house. You guys will go home with one. And this... Oh, thank you. this is a little room. <laughs> We go home with a plant? That's Jake the cat. Hey, Jake. What's going on, Jake? This used to be... Jackie, I got a problem. What? You're allergic. Very allergic to cats. So, Very allergic. So I'll lock them somewhere? You got an EpiPen? Just in case? No, but I'll figure out where to... I can put them in the garage or something. As long as I... I if I could sit on a uh, like a chair with no cushions and I'll be all right. Well, and why don't we just... Yeah, we'll be okay. And we'll keep that Yeah, we're separate. good. We're good. I, I love cats. Don't get me wrong, but uh, my lungs will collapse. He's been around forever. He's a feral cat that's now my best friend. Jack, you did all right for yourself. Yeah, this, this is, was this is a this gorgeous was an spot. outdoor porch, and at some point they enclosed it. Right. And then I got rid of the ceiling and figured I'd put in Nice wood. high ceilings, and right? who knew that this, we didn't even know this was here. Yeah. So this design had nothing to do with me. This is just the way the porch ran. Look, this is the house originally. Look, this is the house in 1920. Oh, wow. That and is then, and then, the original house. And then this is, this is where, this right here, this yeah. porch is where we're standing right gotcha, now. Gotcha, gotcha. And then it got bigger and bigger. It's a it's a beachy house. Um, it just I don't know. It just has a good vibe. It's really nice good vibe. Thing. What else you got? You got your CDs laying around. I see. Yeah, I got all kinds of shit laying around. Jackie the Joke Man. Martin. Well, they're doing a documentary on me, so I got to pull everything out. What's the documentary about? Joke Man. Just your whole life. Well, yeah. You know, I got I got such a tale to tell you. I mean, so this is you guys drove past us on the way here. Yeah. This is coming up north on 106. Yeah. This is the house I grew up in. This is like a year or two after my grandfather built it. That's East Norwich? That's East... The, the East Norwich Fire Company is right here. Okay. And this is across the street. And this is like a car going one way and a horse and buggy going the other way. So you lived in this area your whole life. Well, this is my great-great-grandfather's farm. This is also 106. When, right. This is the Muttontown Preserve. Sure. 
Now we're looking at a really old picture where the, it's got to be a dirt road. That was just gorgeous, fun. gorgeous this little farmhouse. Is the contract that my that my my great grandfather and his brother? This is the contract. This is the the pr- printout of it. Yeah. But this is the contract with Queens Telegraph and Telephone because there was no Nassau County in 1895. This is the contract for them to lay these posts. Every 150 feet from East Norwich to East Bay. To, to put in the first telephones. Not put them in, just supply. Right. They, they just left the, that's the, that's the, the contract, contract for the actual post. And this is like, this is a contract to deliver pickles because that was a fallback crop. This is a letter from Teddy Roosevelt's wife to my grandmother. Yeah, could you explain that? Because I finally—that's a whole lot. Did you read the book? The I chapter? finally, I finally, I actually decided to listen to your book because you're so much uh, fun to listen to. It's, a, it's a, it's much better to listen to you uh, read uh, your a book. A lot of people say that. And this is like, and this is letters. I, I to just my got through it. I just got through it last night. This letters to my grandmother from Theodore Roosevelt's daughter Ethel Roosevelt, right? Ethel Roosevelt Derby, because they were, they were all. Great friends because my grandma, they grew up on Sagmore Hill for X amount of years. Not a lot of years, but right at childhood years. And my grandmother was the oldest. So when there's a parcel of kids, like eight kids and five Roosevelt kids, the oldest kid winds up being like a mother to them. Right. So she was so close to all of them. I've known you forever. We've uh, we've bumped heads uh, over the years here and there. I had no idea you had a connection to the Roosevelts. What you no know what? idea. And you might be a Roosevelt. You know, we Did st- you ever get that DNA? We test? still haven't got the but <laughs> DNA has gotten so crazy. Right. You well you're a, I shouldn't say it, but, no, 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 but okay. DNA's gotten crazy just like fingerprints. In the old days you needed a full on fingerprint and now if somebody brushes up against something now DNA is getting so such a wide umbrella yeah. that you know, it, it, we're going to find out sooner or later. And the thing with DNA is it's not maybe. Right. It's yes or it's no. It's a guarantee. It, it matches right. up or it doesn't match up. Can you give me the short uh, version of this? The short this, version this story is... story from your book. You have a... a Theodore brain... Roosevelt... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, ...was born in 1858, okay? And his mother had a very difficult childbirth. And his father's name was Theodore Roosevelt, which is crazy. They called him Theo. And this was an ad on you. He was a playboy. He did so much good. He was a philanthropist like no other, but he was also a wild man. They did whatever they wanted. In those days, the definition of a playboy is somebody, two generations of the family didn't have to work. Right. So he started the Boy Scouts. He started the Museum of Natural History. That's why Teddy Roosevelt's in the front. But he also did whatever he wanted. And they all ran crazy, but everybody plays that down. And when Theodore Roosevelt was being born, his father was in Maine on a hunting trip. I mean, it's a, it's so a, he missed the birth of uh, yeah, yeah, the future he, president? He was hunting. <laughs> but, it, but, it, you're, but in those your days... Giving birth to the future president. In those days... One of the greatest very, presidents. You know, it's only recently that the guy's in the delivery room. Usually yeah. the husband's home waiting for a phone or call. At, or, or at the bar or with at the, the bar, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in Maine. Now we got to hold a leg in the delivery room. <laughs> Grab a leg. So he's in Maine. <laughs> yeah. On a hunting trip. Right. 30 years later, a kid from where he was hunting is in Oyster Bay, Long Island. From the wilds of Maine, he's in Oyster Bay, Long Island. And he's running Sagmore Hill. Now... You're from Long Island. Oh, yeah. You don't knock on the Vanderbilt store and say, hey, could I have a job? Right. You know, like there's a whole intrigue. Of course. How the hell he got there. But the theory is that my great-grandfather is the illegitimate half-brother of Theodore Roosevelt. And meanwhile, when Roosevelt went to Washington after McKinley was shot, he took my great-grandfather with him to work at the in Washington, D.C. And my great-grandfather... Died as a clerk in Washington. He stayed there after Roosevelt left. I think they were down there having a... Well, I know I, at least my great-grandfather <laughs> yeah, was having yeah, yeah. some fun. But his... He had eight kids that lived in Oyster Bay. And my grandmother was his oldest. And his youngest was Leonard W. Hall, who was an immense politician on Long... He was the National Republican chairman. He got Eisenhower elected twice. He was a whole... 
big deal. And he was best friends with Ethel Roosevelt Derby. Right. And that's her writing to his mother. And I'm sure they all knew the connection. Right. But they didn't talk about that crap. Right. You know, and Teddy Roosevelt was so protective of his father that the concept of, you know. That he might have had illegitimate. Right. But meanwhile, the whole family was crazy. Teddy had to walk Eleanor Roosevelt down the aisle because his brother was drunk in Paris or he was already (laughs) dead or something. (laughs) Or something. And FDR married Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. You know, Franklin Roosevelt married his cousin, Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah, You know, please. So I think you're a Roosevelt. I think I'm a Roosevelt. That's awesome. <laughs> Bully, like mother that. husband. Bully. Well, do you look at old pictures and see yourself in? in no, no, but not you in know, the eyes or anything. No, but it's funny. all right. Now we're going upstairs. Now but this it's is so good. funny. I'm going through my crap in my attic. Yeah. And I saved this because it's got my father's name in it and my great uncle Len, who was the speaker here. And I happen to look at this and <laughs> look it's. It's signed by Richard Nixon. I didn't oh, even know no it. Kidding. I just happened to find it. Is it an actual Richard Nixon autograph? Yeah, well, he was vice president. He was, yeah. he was what, the speaker. What are we looking at, by the way? This was an Oyster Bay Republican Club 100-year dinner. dinner. Nice. I mean, Oyster, uh, Nassau County right. was the 49th state. They yeah, called no it. kidding. You know, it was solid Republican. And, and they had a lot of money. Yeah. How far is Sagamore Hill from here? You know, back I, in I, Oyster Bay and then just a couple miles. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to remember because I haven't been there in a while. And and, and Roosevelt is uh, buried close to here. Yeah, he's right, buried, you know, down a little closer than that. Oh, my God. Is this your bedroom? Let's see. Is this where the action happens, Jackie? Hey, used to. Used to. <laughs> he goes, used see, to. <laughs> when I got this house. This is your bedroom? This, this is was gorgeous. Right. And this was a room. Right. And low ceiling, and I would the day I moved in, I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna chop out the ceiling and do do. Yeah, it's a vaulted ceiling that goes all the way up. And take down the wall and have a nice big and it took giant room that overlooks Long Island Sound, man. And then and then you got a door that goes out onto the deck. This is This is gorgeous. This is my pride and joy. I hear you, buddy. It's paid for. It's the only thing I got in the world, but it's all I need. Now we're going out onto the deck. Unfortunately, Jackie invited us to his house on a, a nice rainy day. I almost called and said, do you want to change to a better day? I said, you know what? No, because if they come, they'll want to come back. Yeah, I told my wife, I'm like, he might cancel on me today. This is gorgeous. Now we're out on a deck looking at the Long Island Sound. This, this, is, this is where you Grace, found it. This is Grace. She was a Balducci daughter. Okay. And now she owns Grace's Marketplace sure. in Manhattan sure. and, in Glen, and in Glenhead. This is like, this is serenity, man. This Billy is... Joel lives two miles and 12 tax brackets that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he lives on Center Island now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. We we uh, we we drove by the cop and we uh, took a little tour of Center Island. Doesn't Sean Hattie live over there too? He lives over there. Jackie, when you were going through all that crap with uh, the Stern Show and all that, wasn't this where you found your peace through the, through all that craziness? But there was, you know, there was no craziness for me because I knew, you know, I'm, I made my bed. I I, I knew what was going to happen. I, I knew enough time went by that when I said, hey, I'd really like to come back, that they weren't going to take me. Right. You know, like. We could get into all that. We, we're setting up podcast equipment in the in the great room of yours. I want to look at more of your pictures. I got, I got more pictures than Carter's got pills. And uh, yeah, Thanks. I mean, these are a little fun picture. This is this is me with my double cousin Lenny. When I when I was born, yeah, that in that house down there, yeah. Okay, we lived downstairs, and my aunt and uncle lived upstairs, and my father's brother was married to my mother's sister. Wow! So I had four parents for two years. Right. Then my mother had a baby, another baby. My aunt had a baby. My father started drinking more, and I went from four parents. To, to no parents. That's so how for 70 years I've been going, where the fuck is everybody? Can I go in this room? Oh, of course. You can go anywhere you want. How, how old is this, the original house? This, well, the, I think I think 1925, but every house in Bayville was a beach house. Right. And a shack. Right. Like only like 5% of the people here lived here year round in 1920. Yeah. Isn't that and crazy? And now. And then slowly but surely, my aunt and uncle, who are on the next block, or some of their, my uncle's parents were one of the first families that were here year round. So I've been swimming on the same beach since I'm old enough to remember going in the water. Wow. So I'm swimming, I'm going through a nostalgic trip every time I walk yeah, to that beach. Yeah, of course. And 70 years later. You, you know what place does that for me is Waiting River. My grandma had a house on uh, Waiting River right on the Sound. 
And every time I go back and walk that you're, beach, and you're there, it comes back to life. Like you're we're right all. Imagine I, if you did it every day. Right. It comes yeah. back to life. I could actually hear my grandma ringing the the dinner bell to get us uh, from the from the the swings to run down the, the beach so we could have dinner. I hear. It. Oh, hey, Michael, you gotta come. All right. Now we're going upstairs in the attic. And what's in this room over here? Oh, I'm sorry. That this is. We recreated my when I met my girlfriend. She lived. Uh, in the upstairs at her mother's house, and this is the exact room. What? She recreated. I'm not, I mean, it's just a, what it is, just a really comfortable room. And she, you know, she sews in here and dresses in here, and this is her little space. You Wait, know? so what are we looking at? This is the exact, this is her, uh, her, her mom's exact room? No, her room. Her she room. Lived, she lived upstairs from her mother. Okay. You know? When I met my girlfriend, and, she had been on a, a date recreation? for 10 years. Well, not really, but Close. a lot of the same stuff. Right. Wait, she wasn't yeah. on a date for 10 years. Some guy did her wrong, obviously. Huh? A bunch of them. <laughs> a bunch of them. And this bed's the bed I was conceived on unless it happened in the car. <laughs> all, right, you're, all right. It's getting a little too, now, too personal now. now. This is getting creepy. No. Now, this is where you see the family heirlooms. We will refer to this as the family heirlooms. All right. Now we're going up into a, an attic. Yeah, this is an old house because this is like very steep stairs into the attic and a very narrow staircase. This what? is the family heirloom. What? Uh, can I talk about what I'm seeing? No. No. Yeah, I, you know, I don't care. What the? Why you? I don't want to see this. No. Well, you don't. can't see this. So unsee this. Get out of here. All right. We got to unsee this. <laughs> I'll just brush up. What the? I'll just brush up against that. All right. <laughs> what? Jackie is nuts. I love it. Jackie's nuts. <laughs> Just use your imagination, Across people. Across the street is yeah, the yeah. guy that was the head cop of Nassau County for 40 years. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. No, oh, I, I, oh, I understand. I'm 55 years old. What the hell do I care? Yeah. Are you 70 now? 71? No, no, no. Come on. Before you set smart. Well, I, I asked that because you look amazing. All right, now we're going outside. 71. The, 71. Come on, Mikey. We're going outside now on another deck. Getting a when nice tour of Jackie place, the Joke Man's house. completely overgrown with ivy. Yeah. And I threw away an old rowboat. And underneath, I felt some, a piece of slate. And I said, wow, I could probably use that. Yeah. Started pulling. Yeah. That entire patio was under two feet of ivy. Oh, no kidding. I un it's gorgeous. Right there is a lobster cooker that'll cook 100 lobsters. Beautiful. You know the jetty they always talked about? Sure. The lobster cooker and the jetty yeah. were both built by Bruce Springsteen's first manager. Really? Honest to God. Carl Tinker West. Now, you got to like, what is this, a little guest house? I'll show you. All right. We're going into a little guest house area. What do you think so far, Mikey? I think I'm moving in here. I would I would easily move here this tomorrow. Where the family heirlooms start. Okay. <laughs> like, little pencils in the ground. <laughs> well, that's the mark. So when I have a new baby, I, I understand. You wanna you wanna make sure you take care of your start, your new no, babies. We just got back from Europe, so we're just I'm just putting this outdoor shower together. Right. Oh, nice outdoor bathroom. Beautiful. And now when I got this place, it's yeah. been it's been. We're done with, with the hard sown pine, pine and everything. But when we got this little place, above here was chicken wire. Because the woman wasn't married, but she had a million nieces and nephews. Yeah. And they would come and like the boys would change here. Yeah. And the girls would change here. And they had chicken wire. So the boys couldn't, <laughs> couldn't pop over the couldn't, top. Well, couldn't look. I get right. How, I mean, how, that's, how rustic, crazy, fun. Well, that's, that's uh, thinking ahead. That's thinking ahead. Right, you know? But you didn't. Uh, you've only lived in this house for 20, 20, 20 years, years, right? After but after this, you and Nancy broke up, right? This this was here. I mean, the guy redid it somewhat, but there already was the shower and the double changing room. Right. But Nancy, I, I claimed all this and made it the garden. It wasn't. This was all so overgrown, like the way that looks right there. Yeah. The whole yard. Let me. Know? So when you and Nancy uh, got divorced, but you guys are still friends to this day, right? She lives two doors that way. But that's your old house, isn't it? Well, it's one of the ones we own. She, she's uh, with her new, not new, but with her boyfriend, and they're uh, on their way to Block Island in his boat. Do you guys? Or else all, she'd be here. Do you guys all get along? We double date with them. They're our best that's friends. So cool. And she, I don't know if you ever met her, but she's a great I, girl. I, uh, I'm not sure if I ever and met Barbara her. And Barbara likes her more than me. Oh, that really, <laughs> Barbara? <yeah. laughs> but we've all been around for. 
forever. Yeah. All right. I'm just trying to keep up with Jackie. He's got a lot of energy. Now, wow. What? What is? Oh, this your is studio. Joke. We're in Jokeland, everybody. This is gorgeous. Look at the old reel-to-reel tapes. What are oh. they all? That's a lot of history. What is it all? First time on the Stern Show, WBAB, you name it. You know it. what I learned, and I, I've known you forever? I didn't know you, uh, you actually starred on Bob Buckman's show before Howard. I was on. Uh, and Bob gave me my. So funny, the first day Stuttering John walked in, he said, you're the g- 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 guy from BAB. <laughs> oh, he did say that. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I did not know that. Cause... Brian Battles had me. Called 922 Wine. I started 922 Wine, my joke line, 1979, and Battles called it a few times because he had a show on Saturday. And people loved it so much that Buckman stole it from him. Right. And starting in, I think, 1980, Bob Buckman and Perry Apollo, who was his sidekick, sure. used to call my house every day and said they were calling 516 922 Wine, but they were calling my home number because I would put a special message on there yeah. with jokes and I'd get slowly dirtier. And I'd insult the hell out of Bob and insult the hell about how horny Perry was. And they would eventually, he'd, when I got too crazy, he'd set off a bomb and go into the top number one record of that week. And I have a letter from him somewhere that says his ratings went up 40%. Of course. In that hour. And, you know, and that, and I was on BAB and then, and then Rick D's got a hold of me, which is a whole nother story. Yeah. And uh, wound up calling me the joke man, yep. which is also pretty interesting. Yeah. And for a while, I was on Rick D's and Stern Show at the same time, which couldn't be more diametrically opposed. You know, I mean, it was red, well, it was Stern, black and white. Stern used to uh, attack uh, Rick D's. Oh, so how, how did that work for you? Who, you know, I was there one day a week, and at some point, because that was early Tom on, when... said, "Look, you gotta, you know, no more BAB." Oh, really? You know, no more, you know. But. Um, Wait, can I go back though? So Bob Buckman was the guy that set my career uh, on a rocket ship. Oh, I I had no idea. Rocket ship. I was doing overnights in um, in Buffalo, and I interned at BAB. Oh, so I we... didn't know you had a BAB connection. A we never talked about this. BAB connection. So I wonder if I I passed you in the hallway back then. I was well, I was... you know, I was never. I very very okay. rarely there. It was all on the phone. I, I was unless a... I was doing an event for them, yeah. like for Zebra or somebody like that. I, I was an intern at uh, BAB. I had to do the cold calls. What, I, year, I would have... what year are we talking? Eighty eighty one. Mid eighties. I was probably mid-80s. already gone from that. If I yeah, about mid eighties, and my whole job was to play stupid sections of songs for people on Long Island and, and say, "What do you think of this song?" And then we would make it up because no one would want to go right, through the right. bullshit. Oh, oh it's so, all made up. So like like I, Fred calling Miss, yeah. as Mrs. Flemstein. So jokes. so then I kept in touch with BAB after my internship, and I would send him an air check every like six months. And Jeff Levine, do you remember Jeff Levine? He was the PD for Buckman name. back then. And uh, Jeff would be like, ah, you're not ready yet. But he was polite. He would give me pointers and stuff. And then one day I gave him this tape and they went, can you fly down tomorrow? I'm like, what? This was after. This was after. That's great. This was after keeping in touch with him for like three or four years. And then they hired me on the spot and I just crushed it in uh, doing nights. And to the point, Buckman was playing my stuff in the morning. And then I... Now, this is you alone. Yes, I crushed it. Yeah, I had many years of crushing it by myself. And then uh, and then I, I brought Anthony on board. And But Anthony was only at BAB for a very short time because the, the rocket ship was taken off. And then at that point... You went uh, to Boston. Boston was calling and Dallas. Both of them wanted, wanted the show bad. And the rest is history. But Bob Buckman was the one who hired me full-time. He said at the time, I'm trying to remember, I was the first full-time hire uh, in... Something like fifteen years, because those guys basically die in front of a mic. There. Right. Oh, we we got we got to take a picture together and send to Buckman. Oh, I love know. Buckman to this day. You know, me and him co-hosted the first uh, Long Island Music Hall of Fame, right? Years ago. Oh, sure. Know? Let me tell you how nice of a guy Bob Buckman is. So my dad dies in two thousand four, and we have the wake and the funeral. Bob shows up. I don't know if he was visiting Long Island because he was in San Diego by this point. Shows up. Never comes up to me and says anything. Just wanted to be there. Didn't want to be in the way. I saw. I saw after the fact. People came up to me. And said Bob Buckman was in the back the whole fucking time. That's the type of guy he was. And he that's, didn't, that's very decent. And he didn't need to to show me that he was there. He just knew he needed to be there. So tell me more about that's, the VHS tapes. Really and, support and, and the reel to reels and all. Well, this is this is stuff from forever. This is valuable. You know, stuff. these these this is this is. 
from an entrance to Michigan State University. Right. I actually had 9221 for a while and joke man plates for a while license but plates. then when we got too famous people would steal them yeah you know, know and it just yeah, know and it got very deal. old this is an actual street in, in east norwich marling right. street yeah, talking about famous and license plates in your book bad stern i want to i want to we're going to do an actual sit down podcast but i love the tour of the house um i have you're told I have to announce story. i finally got past uh uh, the returns, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually making money from my book now. I'm so thrilled. Oh, really? Good. So, so, so you tell the story of how you uh, had a problem on the Long Island Expressway. You're calling to Howard, and they bust, they're they busting your balls, and within 10 minutes, you had a fan changing your tire. There's a whole story to that, okay? Because when I could talk, we could we could do a week. We, they were making the movie, yeah, the Howard Stern movie, without yeah. me. Yeah. Do you know about that? I, well... The I one, the, I, that one, would believe it or not the one complaint the private parts yeah. chapter didn't make it in my book I, there's so many chapters that I say how could that not make it in my book because oh, you know I wrote twice as much as I needed why didn't it make it in the book I, it just, people got it, scared it, it, no it didn't no it didn't fit because you didn't really trash anyone in the book and no I yeah, and but being me, me but being me I'm like come on no, a couple yeah, more shots no, people people complain but, but about I, re- I read around I read around the chapters though I, I could I could hear some things in there but, but, but you're a good guy Jackie you well, uh but listen you this. take so, the high road as much as you can so we're sitting in a foxhole you right. know it's a foxhole me and Fred yeah, and yeah. Howard are sitting there day after day in like 1988 or whatever, or 1992, whatever year, just getting started with this stupid movie. I mean, with the, the show's really starting to take off. And all You jumped of, on the show in what, 83? I'm one, one time a week from 83 to 86. And then when he went to mornings on K-Rock, yeah. I was there two days a week, and I went almost immediately to five because he was funny when I was there. Yeah. You know, I was passing them notes, which the whole thing I created. So oh, we got to talk about that. So, again. so uh, the guys start in the very beginning. He said, "Oh yeah, someday we're going to make a movie, and I'll write write the movie. I'll get it written, and Fred and Jackie can work on it." Blah blah. blah. Okay. People start showing up at work with a baseball cap with an H on it. Nobody says nothing to me. And somehow I find out that there's like production office and one by one people are going and sitting there and they're videotaping them to talk about their role and their involvement with the Stern show. Nothing to do with me. Now, what was at about? the time, I I think Fred also might have been excluded. I'm, I would never ask him. I would never put Fred into a corner and ask him anything because, you know, we have a great relationship and we just managed to sidestep all that crap because you could get too deep. And so I, I'm sitting here and they're making a movie and I'm aware they're making a movie and I'm there in the foxhole with them every day. And it was alarmingly painful, but also weird. And because and, we had talked about it, then all of a sudden they threw out the whole thing. Okay. And Howard goes, hey, we're starting over with the movie. Which, and I never knew it started. We're starting over with the movie. Uh, and he comes up and says, would you like to be involved in a movie? I didn't like the first version because uh, they didn't include all my guys. You know, they, please. Okay. Wow. So, and they managed to come up with a way to put me in the movie that you would never see me passing a note. It looks like looks like the show became a superstar rocket ship. <sighs> and at the very end, I grabbed the hold as it was leaving Earth, which is fine by me. If he had, you know, when he said, Robin, here's our new member today, if he had held up my LPs, which is how I got there, yeah. imagine what that would have done. Of course. You know, nobody knew I was a stand-up or anything like that. So so I'm going to be involved in the movie. So our, we have our first meeting, and it's Ivan Reitman and Dan Goldberg, his assistant, and Len Bloom, the writer. And he said, all right, everybody sit around and introduce yourself, how you met Howard, and maybe tell a little anecdote. And it gets to me. I said, Jackie Martling. I sent him my records. And I told that story about I'm coming from Chuckles. I'm hungover. I'm a little bit late. I get a flat tire just before the Croissant Parkway, which the entrance. Now you, the story doesn't hold up because there's no grass there anymore. There's no there's no place because it's all concrete now. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know what to do. And I knew I had to get over the, the parkway. So thump, 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 you know, and every second. At quarter to six, every second, there's more traffic. And it's death-defying. I got over. And then the people merging on, I got over there. 
And I'm calling Volvo. And me and Nancy used to call it Volvo on hold. Volvo on call. Right. So we got some uh, we got some people showed up. I, I got to hear the rest Enter. of the story. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, Come on in. Jackie's in the middle of a great story. Just okay. tell me a bullshit story. Hi. Hey, Jackie. Jay Bones, man. Nice, nice to meet you, brother. All right. So make yourselves at home. Whatever you need to do. Who's this guy? That's Tom. Come on in, Tom. I, I would assume this is the documentary crew. This is this is this is Ronnie, the documentary crew. This is a guy I never met because he's too scary. <laughs> and Tom is very—he's the interesting surprise. I told you that I'm not going to tell you who he is yet. He's my gay lover. Oh, good for you, Jackie. So, why not? So, this time, so why not? <laughs> try something new. So 71. the bottom line is the bottom line is, I I Volvo is not answering. I don't know what to do. I called Nancy. She said, "What do, what am I going to do?" She said, yeah. "Well, why don't you just call the show?" So I call the show, and the show is just coming on the air. I said to Gary, listen, I'm stuck. I got a flat tire and I got a spare, but there's a piece of my jack missing. I have no idea why. And yeah. it was a new car. I, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm freaking out. Like, And I'm so hungover. I killed the chuckles the night before. I usually never get a hotel room, but I did because I didn't want to go home to Bayville. And it made no sense because it's right in Mineola. But I got all, I used to get so whacked and here I am. And I'm so hungover and so depressed, and I got a flat tire, and it's like 6 o'clock, and what? Jesus Christ. Gary says, hold on, I'll put you through. <laughs> he said, Howard, he says, what's up? I said, Howard, I'm, you know, just on the other side of the Cross Island Parkway coming to the city. I got a flat tire. I don't have the right piece for the jack. I'm talking minutes, minutes. The car's pulled off, pulled off, pulled off. They pushed me out of the way. They wouldn't let me near the car. They, they're like a pit stop nice they took this thing they, they found whatever jack they needed they got the thing on and then they stood out there and held traffic so i could thump, 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 thump. <laughs> and 10 minutes later i'm on my way to the show that's awesome like and it was like the biggest spinner and we got done with this meeting and len bloom the writer of the private parts movie says jackie that is the greatest story that is going to play so well on film and i said you don't know this regime that that story will never get near the movie why and he goes why yeah, he said yeah. that's a story about howard's power i said but it's too much about me believe it or not it's too much about me and he said i think you're a little crazy i said well i think you're gonna find out and it was never brought up again wow well, and i got a copy of the first script which i have somewhere yeah somebody called me up and said uh i'm a big fan of the show the guy's a good friend of mine now i'm not gonna say who it is he said i'm a big fan of the show i have the first draft of the private parts movie would you like a copy i'm like sure and it was three pages of stump the joke man and i called him up and said you know what these pages are never gonna those pages went away right it was actually you know howard you know fred's mrs flemstein saying uh click 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 did i get it and i go that's ray charles doing rubik's cube <laughs> yeah. and robin's like wow this guy's great and howard's like wow this guy's a genius i yeah. said yeah that's gonna yeah, play yeah, that's, gonna, go that's gonna go you were in a tough spot on that show because i really have been thinking about you a lot lately because i knew we were going to do this and then i i listened to your book it was not a tough no spot. you i'll tell you why you were in a tough spot so Howard didn't want anyone to know that he got his funny. By, you know, by, I, I, by, he uh, didn't block it. That was such a no man's. It was the oddest. Well, let me elephant in the room. Go ahead. But let me explain though, because I was, I I didn't listen to Howard as much as he likes to think, because you know everyone that is successful in radio must have stolen everything. Yeah, exactly. I, I did. I listen from time to time, and was I aware of the show and you and all that? Of course. The one thing that I was such an eye opening was I thought Howard Stern was a, an incredibly funny guy. Now, he's funny to a certain extent. And, and, you know, but he, you put yeah, hold on, but you put him on a uh, you put him on the uh, the top level of funny because you were writing stuff all day long you, Fred, and then I think Do you know what I tell people? I tell people if you're traveling and you're driving, you can't read the map. Right. If you're reading the map, so he's driving, right. and I'm reading the map, so I can say turn left here, turn right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bad analogy, but it's kind of like apples and oranges, what's going on. And when I first started doing it, he kind of frowned on it. But once I started doing it, it was something that wasn't talked about no, for years. And now, like, we go on the road, and somebody, like, like, we'd be in an L.A., and they go, Jesus Christ, I just watched, you know, a, an article. You know, yeah. I just watched the Howard Stern show, how yeah. it works, like, holy mackerel. Yeah, yeah. So, but let me explain my theory. So you made him, 
so much funnier than he actually is. He's funny. I'll give him that. Okay. And then, you know, it was hidden and you even talk about it in your book that uh, there were a couple times where it was given away on the show and you got excited. Like I finally get a little, all you wanted was a little credit or at least like people to kind of know it, a little peek inside of how this works. And it was dumped out every time. Now, no, no. What, what happened was it wasn't dumped out. It just, it, it it didn't matter. Like if somebody else said, "Hey, did you hear Johnny Carson has writers?" Right, like, right, right. So who gives a shit? You know. But but here's the problem. Like you were so important to that show, but what you were important for was never really told to the fan base. So until, the truth of the whole many, thing. Many years later, it was so genius because I was a, a guy with a great laugh that was a lot of fun, that did a lot of stupid things. Yeah, and was an idiot. Yeah. So that was enough to justify me being there. My laugh and being picked on and being a pothead and being a drunk. The, the, it was besides the point that I was writing. And meanwhile, that was 99% of my job. But you know. here's the, this is my theory. So to the average Stern fan, you were, you were looked at as a punching bag when in fact you had incredible genius for the fucking comedy of the show. So I'm thinking that used to drive you nuts when you're hanging out in but at this house. It it really didn't because it was my job. And right. I and I was well you aware. You accepted it. And you know, and I told people when I just wanted him to share the money because I knew how much I contributed. Right. If the people don't know how much, I don't care. He did. Right, right. And so did all the people, you know, so People think, and then when people find out what I asked for, it's like one fifth what, you know, people think I was holding out for $3 million. Right. And when I tell them, they freak out. I think you were making uh, upwards five, 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 seven, five, five, seventy eight. And it's I, kind I, I of wanted, scary. I know your salary. I wanted a million dollars a year right. average for the next five years. Right. And they just wouldn't give it to you. This is Tom. Hey, Tom. Tom Andrasakis. One day. Yeah. Come on you know what? Here, we, we we really should. Some of this is, really has to be on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I want you know. I don't want to introduce him on camera. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, this is this yeah, is l- um, now continue the tour here. This is the hot dogs and donuts uh, CD. Yes, and uh, you. That is the greatest picture ever. I'm looking at a picture of Jackie the Joke Man, Keith Richards, and Les Paul. This is the night I met Les Paul. And he loved you, man. He would he would bring you up at his shows, which is kind I, of weird. I was on stage with him like 50, 60, 70 times. But the night, Carrie Ash from Sam Ash, you know. Yeah. Carrie Ash was trying to drag me to see Les Paul for years. Uh, my friend Adam Sands was his promoter, blah, blah, blah. I never went. Finally, Carrie said, if you don't go see Les, Les Paul tonight, I'm going to come drag you. Right. So she came and got me and Nancy. We were going two blocks in her limo. And it was at Marlowe's at 63rd Street before it was at the Iridium. Jammed, jammed to the hilt on his 85th birthday. Yeah. And Keith Richards is there with a scarf and his hair is in braids. Right. Okay. And he's all made out. He's a rock star. And he's there with his mother and his stepfather. Is it true his mother looked way better than him? <laughs> but his mother was a blues singer, which nobody knew. I had no idea. That Les Paul knew. Yeah. Crazy. So I'm there with my wife and everybody. And we're excited. And we got great seats. And he's walking down the aisle to go up on stage. And I hear him say to Adam, Jackie the Joke Man's here? You don't realize that 90-year-old people don't sleep. Right. So he'd lie there and he'd listen to the show. And he loved dirty jokes more than I did. But who knew that? Yeah. So he goes on stage and they play their opening song, and he goes, hey, you know, Jackie the Joke Man's here. Where are you? Jackie the Joke Man, come on up here. And Keith Richards is in the audience. So I go up, and I've had a couple beers. Okay, so I'm at perfect, two beers, <laughs> my perfect place. And I go on stage, he goes, so you uh, tell dirty jokes, huh? And I go, that's what I do, yeah. He goes, and you're on that Howard Stern show? I said, yeah. He goes, all right, what do you got? I said, what do you mean? He says, give me what you got. I said, I don't know. I mean, it's packed, but these are like jazz enthusiasts and, you know, the, the hoi polloi, you yeah. know. It's not the hoi polloi. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, come on. And when I walked on stage, my father was a little arthritic, had thinning red hair, big, thick glass. He was less poor. So when I went on stage and I'm looking at him, I'm looking at my old man. And it was like one of those electric, like we had an instant bond. And I know he wow. felt it too. And it, I, I'm not one of those... Hoopy, hoopy, crazy, nutso people. Yeah. But we did. And there was no denying. 
And he looks at me with the twinkle in his eyes and says, give me what you got. And innately, I, I knew it was okay. And I told five or six of the most disgusting jokes. <laughs> and the people didn't know what hit them. And I mean, I brought the house down, five jokes in a row. And I said, listen, you have to the biggest, you know, at the last one, I said, thank you. Very nice to meet you. And I went and sat down. And he was kind of shaking it off, you know, in a good way. And he brings up Keith Richards. And the first thing Keith Richards said was, it's going to be a little tough to follow that bloke. <laughs> and I had a hard on, you know, like of course. Crazy. So Keith plays a few songs, blah, blah, blah. After that, I went to see Les for 10 years until he died. And in 10 years, I never saw him bring somebody up on stage a second time. Keith Richards sits down and he's like, Jackie the Joke, man. Come back up here. Come wow. back up. So, because he's intrigued. Yeah, yeah. So I go back up and he goes, now tell me what you do. Because he listens to the show. He's a big fan. He said, what do you do? I said, you know, Les, I write. I said, you know, um, I, I, I don't want to screw up this story. Uh, I, oh, when I first went on stage. Oh, oh, and Les had said to Keith, come on, let's get your mother up to sing a song. And she wouldn't come up. And yeah, he tried yeah. to get her to sing a song. And she wouldn't sing. So now the whole world knows that Keith's mother is in the audience. And I also know she's a blues singer. So she's a musician. So she's been around the block. Okay. So I come up. And before I even address Les, I, the first thing I said was, listen, Keith, I would just like, I call him Keith. You know, it's Keith, I just would like to apologize. I would never have told those off-color jokes had I known your mother was in the audience. Totally kidding around. And he stands up. He says, yeah, well, I'll tell you something about your mom. And the <laughs> place goes nuts. And he sits down. And I said, and I said to the audience, Look at this. I'm getting heckled by a fucking rolling stone. That's awesome. And they go nuts. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I turned to Les and he goes, oh, tell me about... I said, listen, this is your audience. This is your birthday. They're here to see you and to celebrate your birthday and hear your music. They don't care. Maybe some of them know Jackie the Joke Man. They know how it's done. Maybe some of them don't. Do your show. And after the show, we'll go to the bar and we'll talk about the Howard Stern show. Have a few beers. And you know what? Maybe Keith will join us. And you know what? Maybe he'll even buy. And you know what? If he hadn't got any money on him, maybe he could trade in some of those beads in his fucking head. <laughs> the roof. The roof came of off the course. fucking place. And I turned to the audience and I said, now I'm fucking with a rolling stone. Wow. And I could still hear him. And, I, and Les was peeing, peeing himself. And I went and sat back down the crowd. And I'm like... I could die now. That's what, and then afterwards, this is us sitting around having yeah. a few beers and just. That's an amazing picture, and an amazing story. That's that like, that's great... got to be a highlight of your career. Oh, it's just look at it. Look at it. I mean, t this is so cool. Like a whole folder of Sternak jokes. You and... have no idea what's here. Well, show me something. Me that... and Fred. Yeah, yeah. Would sit across from Howard. Right. And pitch ideas. Right. After the show, if he liked an idea, he'd write it down. Yeah. And then we'd start. These are all the ideas Pitching that didn't ideas. make it? Or, or... No, these are these are original scripts. Wow, look at this. Look, this is in Howard's handwriting. Oh, my God. This is all the original. Look, this is I Killed Little Ricky. Sure. This is an I Love Lucy. In I... Howard's fucking handwriting. How can we have a life? I got, I got yeah. six. Four, I, I just never, I never threw the stuff away. I would pick it up and bring it home. I wasn't stealing it. It would have been in the garbage. It's like a museum in here. So I don't know what good this is to anybody. But yeah, it's, it's damn cool. It's so fun. I got, and it's, I'm, we're looking at it. I don't know, at least a hundred folders, big folders filled with uh, bits and jokes. Nine two two one, or Mrs. Flemstein from WNBC. Sure. Dial joke. Parodies and Buckman. You know. What's oh. over there? Let's do one. Let's just finish the room and then we could uh, we could wrap up uh, this first I, I, episode there. from we Jackie the Joke Man's house. In the winter and it's all still a mess. <laughs> Willie's, Willie and me have been sending jokes back and forth for 20 years Willie on Nelson. email. I had him on once. We got him high in the stairwell. He's my guy. He's great. And the Aristocrats was great. Yep. Aristocrats poster. And uh, you do a little biking there, Jackie? A little I, bit? I, I, not a lot, but a little. I, I love my mountain bike. This is a letter to my friend Frankie. He's dead now. He's a 95-year-old comic from Ed Sullivan 
Ask him if he can guarantee that Lenny Bruce won't be too dirty on the show. No kidding. Look at, look at, this is just wow. what it says. Uh, can I read this? So, so I'll send you the email with the whole thing. But in. I want to read it for the podcast because people. So Frankie Frankie Pirelli. I don't was know a Frankie comic Pirelli. In a, he was in a uh, a team called Nardo and Ray. Okay. He managed an all midget orchestra and all female orchestra. He managed Hunts Hall. He was a comic. He was best friends with Lenny Bruce. Yeah. And he was just a, a character. The only time you would ever see him, he was a big fat Italian sitting at one of the tables in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> I remember because he was complaining to me that he had to get color eight by tens made. <laughs> so he's got, I got folders and folders. He would just send me piles of stuff from right. his house, like from 1950s Las wow. Vegas. I mean, it's crazy stuff. That's awesome. And this is one of the things he sent me. And what happened was they were trying to get Lenny Bruce on the Ed Sullivan show. And then uh, and Ed Sullivan wrote back, Dear Frank, in sounding out opinions along Broadway, they say that Lenny, once he is on stage, will do and say whatever he damn pleases to be spectacular. So what assurance have I from him that this will not come to pass? Our show does not go in for the Oscar Levant type of pyrotechnics. Wow. I'm sure you understand my position, so why not have Lenny prepare a script of exactly what he would do on our show? Rush along to me. Jack Carter has told me Lenny is an amazingly amusing guy, and I'd love to use him if he had built-in safeguards. Sincerely, Ed, Ed Sullivan, Sullivan, November 26, 1958. How great is that? That is... And I have so much garbage like that laying around. But you know, see, so. that I love that letter because I think we all got a little something from Lenny Bruce. You, you tell management all that, like, no, we're no, not going to... Yeah, and, and then the mics are on, and you go for it. Right, of, of course. You know that deal. Now, were you a Mad Magazine? Do you remember? Do you not recognize this cartoon? Don Martin from Mad Magazine. Sure, sure. Don Martin was stumped the, fan. the joke man. How cool is that? Nancy had him uh, make this for me. That's awesome. He, just, when he was old, you know. There's a lot of history in this room. What's the wheel? That that I had a one man show. That I, it, oh, it, that's the uh, where the, it's a topic, and then you come up with the jokes right. for that, right? I had I had a midget. Wait, can I can I put you to the test? I had a midget in my audience, and I told her, if you'll stand here and give me the finger, yeah. I'll cross out midget and put little people. But, I'll send you the picture and that's her with the little stubby. In Bow to Stern, what I liked, you you said that little people seems to be more offensive, offensive than, midget. than midget. I think so too, because you're still acknowledging that they're they're not quote normal size. There's no clicker. Here you go. All right, are we gonna do this? All right, I'm gonna spin the wheel. I'm gonna put Jackie to the test. Let it go. Let it go. All right. Oh, oh, we couldn't. Look. I wanted black. All right, drunk. Irish? Drunk? Whichever. Which would? I think it would land on Irish. Go ahead. Uh, where's an Irish family going vacation? Where? To a different bar. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. Let's do a couple of these, then this will be a good way to end this episode. Divorce. Divorce. Bernie says to Sylvia, Sylvia, it's your 40th wedding anniversary. What would you like? A Rolls Royce, a diamond ring, a sable coat. She says, Barney, I want a divorce. He says, I wasn't planning on spending that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more, one more. You're, you can do this forever. <laughs> I know you. Wait, I like blind. We just went past blind on the wheel. Blind. A guy walks out into the middle of the. Macy's and picks up his CNI dog by the tail yeah. and starts twirling him over his head. Yeah. The sales guy comes up and says, Can I help you? And the blind guy says, No, I'm just looking around. <laughs> <laughs> Same old thing, Tom. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, he's, here. he's just went out, of course, conducting business. Okay. So I can All right. I'll go get him. All right. So what, what are we doing here today, by the way? We're doing Obi's podcast, but the. Ian is here because they're doing a documentary on me and they needed to come out here. And I thought it'd be fun for him to yeah, shoot man. a little bit of it if it's fine. I'll, I'll try to be cool. Don't, I, I, I'll try to be cool. How are you going to be cool? And, and then you got you and Billy Joel here at, at your computer. Well, that that was up there. They took it down That's, to shoot it. We, we all have our picture with Billy Joel. You know, he, yeah, he, <laughs> we uh, all have one. This is the night my, my wife was doing a uh, fundraiser for Shore Road because they sure. wanted to straighten it out and screw it up. And Billy came to the fundraiser. That was the that was the only time I really got drunk with him. This was like 1999 or something. I, and we had a shitload of beers right in front of the yeah. shipwreck tavern. And just true story, I got uh, I, I I got drunk. Maybe he didn't, but at the Paramount in Huntington, yeah, Stone Temple Pilots were playing there. He went with his daughter. 
I know the guys there. So they put me in a little VIP section and it was, it was maybe 10 of us in the VIP section and I'm sitting on kind of a thing at, at the back of the section and I look to my right. I'm like, what the, that Billy Joel's sitting right next to me. So we're clinking glasses and, and listening to SDP. He's a cool. And he couldn't have been nicer, man. You know, that's a great, one, that of, the great nicer. Sto- one of the great stories that didn't make it into the book was me and Buckman hosted the first Long Island Rock and Roll Hall of Fame dinner. Yeah. And uh, you know what? That's a great story also. All right. Th- that's a good tease. No, so that, that's, It's a really good one. Hi, T. Hey. All right. I think, uh, is the tour over officially, Jackie? No, no. We can continue it as long as you want. But those, if these guys... Is there anything else in this room that I, I uh, should point out? There's so much, I don't even know where to go. Is the, the first real movie I did was Potluck. Right. And that's one of the typical nights of me on stage. I go up and I'd insult Lou, Lesser's guitar player. Right. And then and uh, his one of his, his main guitar player I became best friends with, and he's the guy who produced my record that I right. did with I'm Smoking Pot. I got my sure, dick out sure. that whole Right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, very cool, man. All right. And a nice uh, uh, Beatles, uh, old Beatles picture. This, this. Wow, look at the that. The guy that owns Guy got- Recording Studios in Glen Cove, he, he moved out west now was sitting next to somebody in a bar and the Beatles came up and the guy next to him said, oh, the Beatles, they used to open up for me. He said, what are you talking about? And the guy took a picture out of his wallet. You ever have a picture in your wallet that's folded? Yeah. And showed him, and this is the Beatles at the cavern opening up for the Undertakers. Wow. They were guys that used to wear, well, you guys are too young, but they used to wear stovepipe hats and drive around in motorcycles. Pete Best. Yeah, that's Pete Best. Stu Sutcliffe. That's Stu. And then Paul, George, and John. And you met uh, Paul McCartney finally, which was yeah fun. for two seconds. He didn't. I didn't even meet him. I just told him a joke. Yeah, that, that was. Hey, by the way, before we end this episode of the podcast, which house did Billy Joel uh, crash into? Isn't it around here? Oh yeah, it's it's two feet. You know, <laughs> it's close to your house. For two hundred years, people have been getting high and getting drunk <laughs> on Long Island and on the North Shore in Bayville. Yeah, and nobody ever. Hit a house and Billy did it on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I think he was coming around out of, a, out of a. You know, it's so funny because the house he hit is yeah. a, a friend of mine that I, I did gymnastics with oh, in no high kidding. school. My good friend Steve Lacava. It was his great aunt, her house, and they almost killed her. Wow. Because after Billy hit the house, he was long gone. They got rid of him and they sat her in a chair. 50 people were interviewing her and she was like 90 years old. And they said, finally said, leave her alone. You're going to kill her. Yeah, Because she's like, she's like, she knows Frank Sinatra. She didn't know Billy Joel. Right, and they were right. asking her all these questions. And she doesn't have the answer to she it. She knows nothing. I'll go get Billy and... Uh, all right, we're, uh, we're leaving the, uh, the what is Joke it called? Jokeland, I guess. Uh, yeah. Mike, what do you think, brother? How cool was that? Well, you know I collect all this stuff, so I collect stupid shit. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Wasn't it? I don't even think I did it justice. There's so many reel-to-reels, VHS tapes. How about on the... All the binders filled with jokes that he wrote for Howard Stern. I was going to go with the binders. There's a hundred of them. And on the back wall, I was looking. Since the mid-80s, every time he did stand-up, he had cassettes of a stand-up. Yeah, yeah. All right, the last part of the tour, we going back in, Jackie. Should I end this episode? Uh... In five minutes. In five minutes, okay. See, Jackie knows. That's what I love. Why I love doing it with Jackie. He understands how to end these things. We got to end strong. Oh, going into the I basement. Used to have an entire going in the house basement. for this. Okay. We had a whole office that was. My wife, my ex-wife lives two doors down. Yeah. Three doors down was Jokeland. It was an entire house, but now it's you know now it's just a mess down here. All right. These are the records that got me on the Stern Show. Going ape, of course. This is me sneaking a. Ape costume into the Bronx. Zoo. Oh, that's right. You tell that story in uh, Bad Stern. Right. This is me giving the finger in eighth grade. Good for you. And this is the normal people third. are people you don't know that well. And that's a whole Rodney Joanza story there. Yeah, man. You knew uh, Rodney pretty well man, back in the day. Semi well. You know. Semi well. All right. He's so dead. This is where I send out my crap from now. Oh, really? This is the office. This is the office. Damn it, all your CDs boxed up. That Babe Ruth book up there? Yeah. Uh, this is going to the woman. We, I was just at a, a film festival in Greenwood Lake, and I stayed at an old, old hotel where Babe Ruth used to always stay, wow. and his picture's up there. And I asked the lady, do you have the new Babe Ruth book? She said, no. And I already listened to it. Yeah. So I'm just going to send it to her oh, to, put, so nice. to put out in the old hotel it. underneath this picture. And there's Jackie's ass, Mike. Look at that, huh? 
That is. That, you guys have that, all the stuff, right? If you don't, you. Certainly... I got boxes of your stuff. Yeah. Every time I see you, you're handing me something. Yeah, good, good, good. I mean, you know how to promote. I'll tell you right now. And now we're in the basement with all sorts of uh, wow, pictures. more stuff. You want tons pictures? of CDs? Look on the and... side. That's you can see it's Jackie Mason, right? And what? That's just uh, um, piles and piles. piles of pictures. Great fun. All right. I think we wrap it up here. What okay. Do you think? From your sure. basement. Sure. We are. Oh, there's Sam Kinison. Do you have one Sam Kinison story? He changed my life, you know. Did I ever tell you that? I was, I was like doing radio the boring way, trying to get that voice, trying to get rid of my Long Island accent. Right, right. Intro on the records, the golden pipes. And what did he say? Just do, just no. be you, man. Well, no. I, my mentor is Brother Weez in Rochester. Uh, and Sam Kinison came in for like uh, a whole week. And I was fortunate. I was like, I was just a plebe on Brother Weez's show, helping him out when I could, I, you know. And Sam came in and I watched him work. I said, oh my God, I've been doing it wrong my entire life. I'm not trying to say I'm Sam Kinison, but the fact that you just go on the radio, speak your mind. Just let it go. Just let it go and don't worry about it. And uh, from that day on, I changed everything I was doing. It's just the basic, you're much better off at doing something and then apologizing than trying to get permission. Because you'll never get permission. Of course. When... I was the king of that. When I was... <laughs> I was the king with PDs and, and, and GMs going, oh, I thought you meant not to do... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, next time I'll so, listen to you. <laughs> so we're going to end now and tease the Sam Kinison story. Perfect. Because it's a good one. All right, let's do that. So from Jackie the Joke Man's basement in... Uh, do you say where you live? Bayville? I live in Bayville. Yeah, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous spot. I, thank you for opening your home to us. This is amazing. I love it. I lo- right. uh, and this is another oh, story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know about this guy? Uh, Mark Cuban, of course. Do you know my thing with him? I don't know. All right, so we got Billy Joel, Stan Kinison, and Mark Cuban. Are you going to remember that, Mike? I will. Mike's kind of producing. All right, so we got Mike, stories to Mike tell on the next Opie Radio to... podcast, huh? Kinison and Cuban, got it. No, I have Billy Joel. Who doesn't like Billy Joel? Who doesn't like Billy Joel? Him. Why don't, he, no, he doesn't know music, Jackie. No, I, know, I know Billy Joel. He doesn't know music. All right. Uh, we're going back upstairs. This is awesome. We're going to do another episode from Jackie the Joke Man's house in Bayville, Long Island. But in the meantime, Joey, you know what to do. Can you say wrap it up? Wrap it up, dude. You got it. <laughs> Visit Jackie's website, jokeland.com, and pick up his book, Joke Man. Bow to Stern. You can get that at Amazon, and there's a link at his website. More to come with Jackie the Joke Man Martling on the next episode of OP Radio.